1: Are you ready? Here we go. It's happening. Are you ready to do this? Gaining strength in numbers. Uh, yeah. I can feel it. It's a movement improving the lives of Americans. Gotta give the people what they want. Upholding the ideals of human values. Those poor misguided fools. And making the outdoors more outdoorsier. So let's get right to it, shall we? Welcome to the revolution with Jim and Trev. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. That was awesome, you're rocking.
0: That's why these animals thrive, is because of that value that they have
2: to the hunting community. Every year, hunters contribute $1 billion. When you're talking about conservation, it's the numbers that are the bottom line. That's the tip of the iceberg.
3: If we look at the statistics, 66 rhinos were killed by big game hunters between South Africa and Namibia in 2015.
2: 1,200, I think is the total, were killed by poachers. I
4: think that's ludicrous. I think it's immoral, and I don't think anybody's entitled to do that.
5: Wildlife would be worse off if legal hunting did not exist.
4: Does the North
6: American model of wildlife conservation need an
4: update? Sure. The Seven Sisters for Conservation brought back our fledgling wild game numbers many years ago. But is it time to reevaluate our current practices? We'll examine
6: just that and much more on today's show as we talk all things conservation. We can talk
2: conservation. Yes! We can talk conservation all day. Awesome. But if we don't fight and you don't fight, then we're not conservationists. Woo! That's, well, who is that? That's men without hats, right? (laughs) Why am I doing the chicken dance? It's like men at work. I am doing (laughs) the chicken dance. This is amazing. Alright, so we are talking all things conservation on today's show. Who's some of our guests? Uh, By the way, we're going to have on Ivan Carter. Oh, This guy is amazing. Carter's That actually stands for Wild Animal Response. It airs on Outdoor Channel Fridays, 7 p.m. Eastern time. You are going to jump in at any moment (laughs) there. I know it. Uh, He's actually going to stick around for a doubleheader. I was going to say two-parter. Actually, you know what? We've got a clip, don't we, Frank? Yeah, we've got a clip. This is where Ivan Carter touches on how basically we have let our emotions ultimately dictate in doom. Uh, Certain aspects of wildlife conservation here in America. Take it away.
7: Ivan Carter. People who love wildlife understand the principles of wildlife management, understand the necessity of hunting of a certain amount of offtake, understand the principles of what good management takes, Things like the imbalance between the wolf and the elk population in Yellowstone National Park would never occur because practical, commonsensical solutions would prevail rather than the most emotional decisions being made.
2: It's sad, but true. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. That whole Yellowstone debacle chuck schumer doing all that
4: it's great to have an emotional attachment to the game that you're trying to protect but sometimes too much is too much
2: i like for chuck schumer to go out and try to reason with the bears and wolves <laughs> that would be awesome <laughs> anyway so Ivan carter he is going to join us for a special doubleheader also officer bill webster he is with the law enforcement, law enforcement division of michigan department of natural resources plus you can check him out this saturday awesome on outdoor channel that is warden's Presented by Streamlight, and that is Saturday, 12 p.m. and 8 30 p.m. Eastern Time. Where again? On Outdoor Channel. Then we're gonna be joined by my man. This is it, Mr. Terry Shepard, Hollywood Weapons. This show is actually it's so awesome. Uh Mondays, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel as well. Now they debuted be... last Monday. Yeah, last Monday. You gotta watch the show. The show is incredible, but Terry Shepard. Uh, He is stopping by. Now, Mrs. Bunny, what are you going to talk about? Uh,
4: Raising game birds.
2: Really? Mrs. Bunny, she's talking the birds and... I guess just the birds Mrs.
5: Bunny will (laughs) give you the bird It's brought to you by Nissan Gorgeous Exciting Feminine goddess This girl rocks She speaks her mind And she knows what she wants Yep It's Mrs. Bunny Talking
1: about raising game birds Brought to you by Nissan At NissanUSA.com
4: Okay uh, Raising game birds Most people are just going to go out And hunt Right? Jimbo has done this a lot Yeah Yeah, I'm actually talking mostly pheasants We've done ducks before For the record Like don't raise ducks Okay so Ducks are a pain in the butt Anyways Reasons for bringing up your own birds obviously you have an on-hand supply of pheasants for hunting you can release them right before you go and you have an on-hand supply yeah uh, you have them, you can use them for dog training or for bolstering your local population raise them just release them into your area that's what i did yeah exactly um it also helps the hunter themselves understand the birds more if they see their habits and things like that close up it's also a great learning experience for kids or a way to get kids involved that's what i was gonna in say this yeah process so um, the first thing you need to do Is purchase chicks You can do this a couple ways Either by delivery service Someone actually on a truck Drives out and delivers you chicks Or you can get a mail service
2: We've had them delivered FedEx yeah. Yes Amazing they,
4: they can survive five days On their yolk sac Within the egg Once they hatch And so they are okay In the mail for that long But obviously the quicker They get to you the better um, What you're going to need You don't have to have A fancy operation to do, to do this But what you're going to need Is a brood barn Somewhere that you can keep these Okay So um, in our in our case, you use a uh, horse, uh, trough. horse trough.
6: And it has to be oval. Yes, or round,
4: or you can if you have a dedicated building for it, a brooder barn, if you will. It just needs to be within a structure that is weather tight and um, airtight. You know, you don't want you don't want it to be really drafty, and you need Put to, some heat lamps in there. Exactly, you need to completely disinfect it one to two weeks before you get your newborn chicks. They thrive in a sanitized environment with new bedding, appropriate lighting, heat, and feed. Okay, so um, for your heat lamps, you can get a gas brooder. They're great for large flocks. Um, otherwise, you just need one infrared bulb 250 watts for every 100 chicks you have. Um, Bulbs with red ends are not as bright and they actually help control pecking and cannibalism. So get the red lights. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Upon arrival you open the box you have them in there you need to do this immediately. You take them out of the box dip their beaks in water and put them under the heat lamps and then make sure that you keep food and water constant. Uh, They should form a circle under the heat lamp and if you watch the behavior to determine if changes need to be made if the chicks begin to um bunching up under the lamp it means they're too cold so you need to lower the lamp or add more bulbs if they begin to spread out or pant, they're too hot you need to turn off one of the bulbs or raise the heat lamps or open a window during hot weather you use heat lamps until the chicks are about three to four weeks old and then you discontinue lamps depending on how cold it is outside after two to three weeks allow the chicks to be in a pen outside during the daytime on warm sunny days the pen should be covered with one inch uh, uh, chicken wire to keep chicks from escaping Um, feed and water use a two foot long feeder for every 50 chicks, and just a one-gallon waterer for every 75 chicks. This doesn't take a whole lot. You so, so far, you need a building to keep them in, a horse trough, say, a lamp, and a feeder and a waterer. There's really not that much in the way of equipment that you need to do this.
2: Now, I do have to say that Jimbo and I have
6: done this for years, and we never went to that extent. No. I
4: mean, <laughs> <laughs> like well- The saddest
6: part for us, though, is because we didn't have a horse trough, we had to go buy a horse, and then yeah. we could get the trough. It's like... Two before the horse. Two here. for one special. I've seen so many people actually just
2: put them in like a kiddie pool. Yeah. To be honest, like run to yeah, Walmart. you can do that. Uh-huh. Exactly. Well, and they're, they're
6: easy to clean up too. Now,
2: Yeah, that is the nice part about it. And they're lightweight. I mean, this teaches something, um, especially to your children. Uh, you know, I was going to say, it's a lot like having a puppy, but after a while you can release it and shoot it.
6: <laughs>
3: um, <laughs> the
2: puppy? You know, <laughs> no, you don't want to do that to the puppy. I really like doing this. I mean, How many have we done oh. and we've never like in the area went out and hunted them like thousands I think and so I mean it's a really fun thing it is a lot of work but it doesn't last long no. I mean, it really does Well, it's
4: recommended if you're gonna uh, release them as chicks you release them around eight weeks of age yeah either that or wait till they're full- near old a water adults.
2: source like yeah. a guzzler or something
4: exactly uh food is not a big deal um just uh 28 percent game bird starter and uh, let it go with that. Yeah,
2: you don't you want the medicated feed. Either. No, and you could probably get all that at Cabela's. For Cabela's. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would think so. Yeah, you know, your game bird feed and all your little feeders and stuff like that. If by the time you're done, I mean realistically, I don't know how many. Let's say you raise uh, five to eight hundred. Uh huh. You're
6: probably going to have about 500 bucks invested in it. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's not that bad. And, and just a little bit of time each day. But uh, think, uh, Next thing you know, here comes the
2: roosters. Now around here we have way too many pheasants, so we've actually been raising coyotes. <laughs> 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 I mean, got, but got, they're well fed. you got to balance it somehow. Uh, Mrs. Bunny, is that it?
4: That's it, guys. This is,
2: Hey, this was a good idea, Miss Bunny. Yeah. Yeah, springtime project. Are you going to be buying some more this year? This year, probably another 1000 Really? Yeah. Holy cow. Between
4: maybe. April and August Is when a lot of the online dealers send out chicks. So uh, now's the time. I mean, starting this month, really, to uh, get your order in and your stuff together in order to do so. Yeah, so so
6: does that Chinese spa in Hayes. So, Mrs. Bunny, she has been talking about
2: raising some pheasant chicks, turning them loose. Isn't that right? That's right, guys. She's a chick herself. All right, so we are talking all things conservation on today's show. Coming up next.
6: We got Terry Shepard. No, we got Ivan Carter. Well, right after him. That's right. We're (laughs) going to do a
2: special uh, two-part interview with Mr. Ivan Carter. Once again, that is Carter's War on Outdoor Channel. Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Fantastic show. Make sure you watch it. Big shout-out, though, to Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, My Outdoor TV, Nissan, Cinch Jeans, Silencer Shop, High Mount Seasonings, and Cabela's. World's foremost outfitter. Thank you very much for that, Mrs. Bunny. See you guys next week. Thank you so much. We can talk conservation. We can talk conservation all day. Jim you don't dance (laughs) (laughs) Jim doesn't dance but uh, I don't think Ivan Carter does
1: either right I don't know Uh, he's coming up if we do I get the lead The Revolution with Jim and Trav.
2: Come on, pick up the phone.
8: Drop us a line every now and then. What's our damn phone number?
1: 785-846-7647 or anytime at jimandtrav.com. Stay tuned. The Revolution will continue after these short messages.
9: I love TV and movies. Sometimes I see a scene and I think to myself, can you really do that? I'm here to put Hollywood
5: to the test. We're going to need a bigger boat. Hollywood Weapons is like Mythbusters on steroids. It's a
9: scientific show, They film and TV lovers show, how you do stuff behind the scenes, and then you put this knucklehead to the test and see if he can actually make that shot. Smile, you son of a-
5: Hollywood Weapons, fact or fiction, all new series. Monday nights only on Outdoor Channel. You hear that? It's not a countdown, it's a count up. 36,101 miles. 36,102 miles. Day after day, you push your truck to the limit. But here's the thing. Most truck warranties offer bumper-to-bumper coverage for only three years, 36,000 miles. Just 36,000 miles? Come on. Your odometer doesn't care if your warranty falls short. It just keeps on ticking. So here's what Nissan's gonna do. We're backing the 2017 Titan with America's best truck warranty. Five years, 100,000 miles, bumper-to-bumper. So the odometer can keep doing its job, and you can keep doing yours. Take on tough jobs with the 2017 Nissan Titan and America's best truck warranty. Five years, 100,000 miles, bumper-to-bumper. Limited warranty details available at your local Nissan dealer. Certain exclusions apply. Call 1-800-249-7225 for comparison details.
1: Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav and all things conservation this week. Now, here's a two-part interview with Ivan Carter from Carter's War on Outdoor Channel. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and Nissan. This is part one.
4: Wolves in Wyoming slaughtered 19 elk in a single evening on March 22nd. According to the Wyoming Game and Fish Department, 17 of the dead elk were calves while two were adult cows. They were killed near a feed ground outside of the Bondurant area. And hey,
2: you know the crazy part? With the that? Wyoming DNR, they chalked it up to nothing more than a surplus killing. I call it a whoops. Like, the, yeah, exactly. They were at a Golden
6: corrals like a buffet, and That's they were done. Before it. the break, though. Hey, before the break, we heard from Mrs. Bunny, and she talked about now's the time to get out there and raise those uh, game birds for the fall season. But right now, Mr. Ivan Carter! I would like
2: to take You Anyways, just now be joined by Mr. Ivan Carter, make sure you watch Carter's War, that is Wild Animal Response, airing on Outdoor Channel, Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Mr. Ivan, welcome back, but let, let's get right into this. We gotta ask I mean, you this. There's no undeniable fact that humans have an affinity for wild game. I mean, it's true. They like to look at it. But the problem is, our emotions, they are hindering us from making good decisions when it comes to managing them. I mean, look at the whole crap storm that's happening where the the wolves and the bear are decimating our elk and deer herds and so question as an outsider looking in here in north america mr ivan where are we going wrong
7: you know i think that guys the the most fundamental thing is that true conservation needs to happen with your brain not with your heart. We need to understand the management principles behind animals. And yes, we all love to see them. We all love to embrace them. It's something that really is our right to get outdoors and look at and enjoy wildlife. But so many people with opinions are making those opinions from their hearts, not from their brains. And very often, the opinion of the average layman is not the opinion of a biologist or an ecologist. It's the opinion of just a wildlife lover. And, and, you know, I think that one of the things that always seems to fall out of our conversation is human population growth. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether you're in North America. It doesn't matter whether you're in Africa. There are more people on this planet than there have ever been before. You go to the edge of any big city in America and you'll see developments. Those developments are land across which, in some cases, Buffalo used to roam. In some cases, that was wild forest areas and tens of thousands of acres every year are taken out of the equation from a wild perspective. How can we possibly think that the situation today is going to be the same as the situation was 200 years ago when there was just a tiny fraction of the number of people living in North America as they are today? And so when you start looking at that, natural migration routes have been stopped. The wildlife, the prey species is often much less or should I say more precarious than it was in the past. Yes, there's always a need for balance. There's always a need for predators and prey. But at the hand of man, they've been compressed into these little areas of wild land. And at the hand of man, they need to be managed in order to be successful within those little
6: areas. Yeah. Now, do you suppose that the the, the people who are in charge of the conservation efforts around the world have used the United States as their role model? Uh, and does that need to change? Do we need to uh, do some things now uh, that we have not kept up with?
7: You know, I think that it's very interesting. As I as I travel around the world, I see lots of different conservation models. I think if you look at the Yellowstone model and the amount of money that it generates from tourism, or you look at the the deer hunting model and the fact that many hundreds of thousands of deer are shot in Michigan every year and every single one of those has a license fee paid for it, just the volume of people doing that means that there's millions and millions of dollars generated by that. That's a very different model to northern Cameroon where you might get just a handful of permits in, a, in an area that's enormous and trying to make those permits generate the same amount of money as as hundreds of thousands of permits aside. So, you're not really comparing apples to apples, and I think what's crucially important is to make sure that the wildlife policies and the, the conservation policies are taken into account for that particular arena, for that particular environment, and for those particular species, because everyone is different. And so, you know, I think that it's very, very important, even within the United States, to make sure that each population, each area, is conserved within the boundaries of what really works for the species and the land on which they are. Nobody can argue that the open flat plains of Wyoming is a very different conservation conversation to the Appalachian Mountains.
2: Now, talking with Mr. Ivan Carter, Carter's War Fantastic Show on Outdoor Channel Fridays, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. But would you say, whether it's here in North America or, or over in Africa, New Zealand, wherever it may be, Cameroon, that poaching and habitat destruction have been the two major downfalls of wildlife populations?
7: There's absolutely no question. And I think that poaching becomes more and more prevalent the closer to the breadline that you become. So poaching for meat in North America is probably not even one one-tenth of of what it is in Africa where everybody's on the breadline. And so poaching in North America takes the form of, in some cases, trophy poaching. In some cases, there is some meat poaching, but it's not the same conversation. In North America, it's very much more expansion of the human element and the compression of their wildlife. And to be honest, one of the greatest threats to our wildlife is improperly thought-out policies. And in today's world, people will often say to me, what's the greatest threat to our wildlife? The greatest threat is improper policy making, and improper policy making is the effect of social media and social media has, for the first time ever in history, given everybody a voice. So if you're a policymaker and you receive a million letters asking for a particular policy to be put in place, you're probably going to listen before you look and see how well-qualified those people are to dictate that policy. And that's one of the greatest threats to our wildlife. I truly believe that.
0: Yeah. Now, uh,
6: you know, if you go back in history, when the conservation effort first started, it was started by hunters and then it was passed on, if you will, to uh, government guides and outfitters and professional hunters like yourself now in in that whole process did you find yourself before you really got into carter's war you were actually practicing conservation by only taking x number of species out of a herd in order to be able to maintain that herd and is something that you started
7: oh absolutely i mean i You just look at the successes staying on the North American model for a moment, the successes of Ducks Unlimited, the millions and millions of acres of wetland that have been rejuvenated by duck hunters. Why do they do that? Because they want to hunt ducks. Yeah. (laughs) Because they love to hunt ducks. They're not going to go and overshoot their quota. Because they're looking out for the future of the species they love to pursue. And that in itself makes hunters these incredible conservationists. Now, the argument from the anti-hunters is that it's a warped idea to do conservation in order that you've got more animals to hunt. The reality is it doesn't matter the reason as long as proper conservation is happening. You bet. Hey, Ivan,
6: how about stick it around for a second part of this great interview on conservation?
7: Perfect. Well, hey, I appreciate you guys and the opportunity.
6: I
2: really do. All right, awesome. Well, Don't Go Anywhere Part 2 with Mr. Ivan Carter. It is coming up next. Make sure you watch the Carter's War on Outdoor Channel Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and Nissan. Mr.
6: Ivan Carter will be coming up right after this.
1: The Revolution with Jim and Trav is on the air. They're
10: fat, lazy slobs who won't take responsibility for themselves. They're just a bunch of immature jerks. They're inferior genetic scum.
1: They are so dumb, I think you should hear them for yourself. Um, tell us what you really think of the show at JimandTrav.com. Stick around. The Revolution. will be right back.
10: Right now, watch thousands of the best outdoor TV shows with My Outdoor TV. This should be good. The new app from Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network.
5: That's what we've been looking for
10: stream or download from the largest library of hunting, fishing, and shooting sports content you can't get anywhere else. If
7: y'all want more? I'm going to give you more. Get yes, some!
10: Thousands of episodes, all at your fingertips. Sign up with promo code radio at myoutdoortv.com
3: Outdoor adventure and great eating go hand in hand with all of our High Mountain Seasonings jerky kits, snack and sticks, buckboard bacon, finishing sauces, rubs and shakers, marinades, and more. Go to H I M T N Jerky or call 1-800-829-2285 today.
8: Meet Sid. Sid doesn't check for traffic updates. Sid does simplify suppressor ownership. Meet Sid, the new interactive kiosk that makes the fingerprinting and paperwork of silencer applications quick, easy, and pain-free. If you're ready to own a silencer, make time to meet Sid your new buddy in the silencer business. Available at selected Powered by Silencer Shop retailers.
1: Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trev. We're hunting for conservation. Now let's get back to Ivan Carter from Carter's War on Outdoor Channel. Brought to you by Cinch, the official clothing brand of The Revolution with Jim and Trev. Check them out at cinchjeans.com. Hey, we're back.
6: Before the break, we were talking with Ivan Carter. Hey, this is part two of Ivan Carter, talking about conservation here in the United States. Hey, that's right. Make sure you watch Carter's War on Outdoor Channel, Friday,
2: 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, for us watching you on Carter's War, I mean, you are the face of anti-poaching and conservation uh, in You're a Africa. poster boy. Now, obviously, <laughs> I mean, you really are. And it seems like, you know, hunting is taking, you know, a big back seat for you for conservation. Did this movement start with you out of just your passion, your love for animals, or was it out of necessity? You saw that there is a huge need and something has to be done. What caused Carter's War?
7: You know, I think that one of the most important things to remember is there's only 365 days in a year, and both hunting... And producing TV shows that create great awareness are a full-time job. And so, yes, I absolutely have had hunting taking a back step, but only because of the amount of time that I I just have too much on my plate. And what I realized is through my hunting pursuits, through, you know, I've guided on on bird watching and game viewing trips through most of Africa's countries that have got wildlife in them. I've guided hunters through most of Africa's wildlife countries that allow hunting. And what you realize is that nobody's telling these stories. Yeah. These are stories that it's crucial to get out there into the general public. they they stories of, you know, I don't know if you saw recently we had an episode about the chimpanzee trade. Over a thousand baby chimpanzees are traded to live exotic pet collectors, you know, every oh. single year out of Congo. Wow. People don't realize that stuff's happening. Who's going to tell them? Who's on the front line telling these stories? You know, giraffes have gone extinct in seven different African countries. How can the largest, tallest animal on the face of the planet <laughs> yeah. go extinct in seven countries without it being common knowledge? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Should yeah. be
6: able to see it coming.
7: Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, what, what one has found is it's like, it's to be honest, it's, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a bit of a problem for me because the more <laughs> I learn about these issues, the more passionate I become about seeking solutions. And the solutions actually are very simple. People always say to me, how can we solve this? How can we solve this? There's a lot of wildlife heroes on the front line right now today while we're having this interview. Those guys are chasing poachers. They're doing very valuable research. But almost to a man, they underfunded and they overworked. If we can motivate the global community to get out there and provide financing for these folks, and allow them to be the heroes they are by providing them the, the financial resources, the support, the training, and the equipment they need. We can truly win this. And so, so that's why I started the. We, we have a foundation, um, the Ivan Carter Wildlife Conservation Alliance, which is dedicated to supporting these solutions. And and to be honest, we are seeing huge amounts of traction because we're doing it differently to most NGOs.
2: You know, I think it's so sad is Africa's wildlife, its plight is unlike anywhere else in the world because whether you have the the illegal trade of animals poaching for medicinal purposes poaching for the bread line like you said there's just so many different evil things happening to wildlife over there it has to at at some point in time just feel so daunting to you mr ivan
7: you know one of the things that uh, you are absolutely right It, it really can be daunting in fact I don't say this often, but there are times where you wake up at 2 a.m. and you, you, you ask some pretty deep questions. Yeah. Humanity as a whole, there's more humans on the planet than ever before. And as a percentage that means there's more weirdos than ever before. <laughs> yeah. And as a percentage, I mean we are more engaged with weird stuff on the internet and through social media than ever before. Yeah. So let's let's look at it very practically from sixty thousand feet above the ground. You got more weirdos. Everybody's got a cell phone so they can record them being weird and it all ends up on social media. And so really as a percentage, I don't think it's changed, but because we're sitting at 7 billion people. When I was a boy, we used to wonder if we would ever get to 4 billion people. We are sitting at 7 billion people. If 1% of those are weirdos, that's a bunch of weird out there, guys.
6: <laughs> that's a whole bunch. Hey, that was Ivan Carter. has a program called Carter's War. <laughs> It's on Outdoor Channel
2: Fridays at 7 o'clock. That's right, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, Mr. Ivan, you are such an amazing man. To find out more about you, how we can help, where we can go to to better educate ourselves, where can we find that online?
7: IvanCarter.com, and from there, that'll lead you into everything that we do. Um, I've just started an initiative called the Raindrop Initiative, based on the fact that raindrops bring life. We can all agree with that. Mm -hmm. And a tidal wave is made up of millions of raindrops. Imagine if we could all get together and once a month put $5 onto the front line. If we could get a million people putting five bucks onto the front line every month, that's just a cup of of luxury coffee. I mean, five bucks. We can truly make a difference. So that's one of my big initiatives at the moment, but all of that's at IvanCarter.com. And, um, yeah, we hope to motivate people to really put some support onto the front line. You bet. So, Mr.
2: Ivan Carter, Carter's War on Outdoor Channel Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Got to get to a break. Mr. Ivan, what you do, it's just amazing. God bless
7: you, and keep up the great work, buddy. Thank you so much for the opportunity, guys, and I appreciate everything that you do as well. All right,
6: stay right there. Don't touch that dial, because coming up next is Officer Bill
2: Webster. That's right, and he is going to be featured in this week's episode of Wardens, presented by Streamlight, airing on Outdoor Channel, this Saturday, 12 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and he is with the Law Enforcement Division of the Michigan Department of Natural Resources. Uh, but this has been brought to you by Sitch, the official clothing brand of the revolution with Jim Trav, Check them out online at cinchjeans.com. Mr. Bill,
6: coming up next, don't go anywhere. Assume the position, Trav.
1: with Jim and Trav. Thanks for choosing the number one outdoor radio show across the USA. And bonjour, Jim Appel, Jim and Trav for our one French listener. Connect with the boys on social media and at JimandTrav.com. Stick around. The revolution will continue next.
5: America's first family of shooting. The Mitchellux are back.
10: Pretty soon, before you get old and decrepit, uh, <laughs> you need to make a world record attempt.
5: This season, the competition heats up. There's a lot of rain. I in. know,
4: but you don't have a life Go for it. <laughs>
5: uh. And for Lena, the callouts are fierce. Sound like a challenge? A
4: challenge. Do you want yeah. a duel? Go get your
5: shotgun, little girl.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it.
5: Shootout lane. Wednesday at 8:30 on Outdoor Channel. <laughs> I got you, Lena.
4: <laughs> Whatever helps you sleep at night.
3: Spring! It's finally here. Time to clean things up and get back on target. Cabela's Spring Great Outdoor Days, family events, amazing deals. Your one stop before the range. Save over 20% on PMC 223 rifle ammo. Get $40 off Federal 5.56 bulk ammo and $75 off Smith and Wesson M&P Shield pistols. Plus, find more great deals on over twenty thousand and items throughout the store. Don't miss out. Shop in-store or online at Cabela's.com. Meet Sid.
8: Sid doesn't text back. Sid does simplify suppressor ownership. Meet Sid, the new interactive kiosk that makes the fingerprinting and paperwork of silencer applications quick, easy, and pain-free. If you're ready to own a silencer, make time to meet Sid, your new buddy in the silencer business. Available at selected powered by silencer shop retailers.
1: Welcome back to the revolution with Jim and Trav talking about conservation this week. Now, here's Officer Bill Webster from Wardens presented by Streamlight on Outdoor Channel. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings, Cinch Jeans, Silencer Shop, and Cabela's. Here are the boys.
6: Hey, we're back. We just finished a two-part interview with old Ivan Carter. He has a program called Carter's War.
2: That's right. It's Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel, and we are talking... We're talking conservation
6: on this week's show. Yes, we are. (laughs) And we're just now being joined by Officer Bill Webster. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do?
2: What you gonna do when Bill comes for you? You are screwed. If Bill comes looking for you, do you know why?
6: I don't hide very well. You
2: don't hide very well. You need bird camo. No, he is actually with the lot of so Michigan division guys division of Michigan Department of Natural Resources. Check him out though. This weekend I'm out of breath on Wardens presented by Streamlight. It's actually gonna be Saturday, 12 p.m. or 8 30 p.m. Eastern time on Outdoor Channel. Now let's talk about, welcome to the show, uh, first of all, Mr. Bill, but on this uh, specific episode of Wardens that you're on this weekend, a couple of cases featured, you guys are actually investigating, baiting, uh, illegal deer baiting up there, and and that's a big concern for you guys, so tell us why. Why is this such an issue, and what's going on with the deer baiting up there?
0: Well, in Northeast Michigan, it's been illegal for a number of years, um, ever since I was a kid. It's been illegal to bait in uh, Alpena and Mount Morincy County, is the two areas that I've I worked the most up here. And it's a controversial issue. Uh, people don't understand why they can't do it here in other areas of the state they can. But uh, the big part is, you know, we have TB tuberculosis in our cattle herds, and also we're finding it in our deer. Oh, wow. We, we need to have a baseline out there where we can stop this and tell the people, you know, you cannot bait because... The nose to nose contact with deer is a big portion of how that spread. You know, and, and deer are naturally, they're group oriented. They like to be, you know, in groups, especially does. And if you put a large bait pile in one area, you're going to have a large congregation of deer in that one spot, which is promoting that nose-to-nose contact.
6: Yeah. Well, you know, I was born and raised in Michigan, and I remember going, as we would call it, up north. My father would stop off in the valley there, the Saginaw Valley, and pick up a load of carrots or turnips or whatever. And uh, this is going back in the 50s and 60s, and, uh, and take it up and put it into a pile. But you know, the funny part about it, he put it out and very rarely did anything ever find it.
2: Well, I don't think people, he's not talking about going and putting out a pile of uh, carrots, I don't
0: think, are you? No. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm talking about uh, people that are intentionally putting out bait to help and assist in the harvest of deer. Um, the other one is is people will feed deer also, and that's for recreational viewing. Yeah, which is also illegal. And, and a lot of people think they're helping the deer, but in a turn, they're actually giving it false hope because you cannot sustain a deer herd by supplemental feeding. Yeah. You now the deer need to be able to eat off of the land and uh, have what's available to them there. And you can't, you know, have an overabundance of deer. Otherwise, they won't survive.
2: Yeah, talk with uh, Mr. Bill Webster. He is with the Law Enforcement Division of the Michigan Department of Natural Resources. Make sure you watch him this weekend on Wardens, presented by Streamlight. That is Saturdays, 12 p.m. Eastern time and 8.30 p.m. Eastern time on Outdoor Channel. Going back to baiting for a second, you know, a guy or a gal... They really they want to go out, put some venison in the freezer. Maybe they want to get a nice rack for the wall. And that's as far as the thought process, the cognitive side on their part goes into it, where you guys are taking a totally different approach, saying, hey, whoa, if we don't curtail this and if we don't manage things, there isn't going to be any game 50 years down the road for you guys to hunt. We need to be smart about this. And it's not that you guys are against it baiting but what it's leading to and that's the thing is you guys aren't there to discourage anybody from going out there to hunt you're actually there to bolster the numbers to make sure there is hunting for future generations
0: exactly and that that you hit it right on the head we need to make sure that we have this for our kids and then our kids kids can enjoy this in our recreation that we have here in the great state of michigan you know the baiting is just one part of it in that northeast part of the the state you know, where TV is present, that's just that main topic that gets hit on quite often is debating up here.
6: Yeah. Well, I, I think it's really interesting. Uh, you know, you hear various stories and so forth on how poaching is handed down from one generation like it's supposed to be that way. And, <laughs> and can you think of the, the time that your predecessors had trying to take the guys that were doing market hunting? to where there is now a limit on these various species that they're going after, that uh, it had to be tough back then.
0: Oh, I, I can't imagine. It would, it would have probably been, I guess you could say, more fun <laughs> 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 because of that, uh, just the whole different dynamic. You know, when you read the, the old stories of what the old conservation officers did back in the day when this was, was getting off the ground, And and compared to what we have now, you know, somebody that may take, you know, seven to 13 deer in a deer season, you know, he's not selling it. He's doing it more for the take and uh, bolstering his own trophy room, not necessarily out there selling it.
6: Yeah. Now you, uh, you have something uh, in Michigan called the bear surrogate program. And I know that your division is not a part of it. It's actually wildlife, but can you kind of explain to our listeners what this bear surrogate program is all about?
0: Sure. And what, what that is, is the DNR, Wildlife Division is trying to collect data on bears and uh, we look for bears in dens and that's the easiest time to get them to collar them mm-hmm. so we work along with land owners and that's mainly used to collect that data we can follow that bear with the with the GPS um, collars that they put on them and if there tends to be you know occasionally we come across you know a sow that may have been hit by a car and its cubs left you know without its mom at that point
1: mm-hmm. and we
0: can try to put that Young cub back with another mother, and uh, a lot of times that works really well for uh, the survival rate of that animal. You bet. There you
6: have it. That's Bill Webster. That's Officer Bill Webster. He has a great program. That's right. You salute this
2: man, and you be respectful. He is with the Law Enforcement Division of the Michigan Department of Natural Resources. Make sure you watch Mr. Bill Webster, though, on Wardens, presented by Streamlight Saturday, 12 p.m. Eastern time and 8.30 p.m. Eastern time on Outdoor Channel. Mr. Bill, thank you so much for coming on the show. God bless you, and we appreciate what you do, man.
0: Hey, thank you very much for your time, guys. You
2: bet. Hey, coming up next is Terry Shepard. He has a program on Outdoor Channel called Hollywood Weapons. It's every Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. One more time I'd on love Outdoor this. Channel. Yeah, but this interview with Mr. Bill was brought to you by Highmount Seasonings, Cinch Jeans, Silencer Shop, and Cabela's. We will return right after this with Terry Shafford.
1: This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Luckily, you can't smell this show over the radio. But if you want to imagine it, it smells like energy drinks, cabbage, hot dogs, dog food, and chewing tobacco. Yum. Stick around. The boys will continue right after these messages.
3: Outdoor adventure and great eating go hand in hand with all of our High Mountain Seasonings jerky kits, snack and sticks, buckboard bacon, finishing sauces, rubs and shakers, marinades, and more. Go to himtnjerky.com or call 1 800 829 2285 today.
9: Kanapali Beach Hotel, Maui's Hawaiian Hotel.
6: Located in the heart of Maui's premier resorts, Kanapali Beach Hotel is officially recognized as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel and the number one best value in Hawaii. With a range of accommodations and affordable dining options, this is the ideal setting to turn Hawaiian dreams into lifelong memories. Live Hawaiian entertainment every evening, free year-round children's programs, weekly arts and crafts fairs, welcome breakfast, and departure kukui lei ceremonies add to the value. Swim in the whale-shaped pool, indulge in the fabulous spa and hotel salon. Enjoy Hawaiian hospitality at its best at the Kaanapali Beach Hotel, Call 800-262-8450 or go to kbhmaui.com. That's kbhmaui.com. Aloha.
1: Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trev. Now, here's Terry Shepard from Hollywood Weapons on Outdoor Channel. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV.
6: Hey, you're back in the air with Jim and Trev. Phone lines are open at 785-846-7647. Trev, uh, we're going to take a departure from what we've been talking about this week. And have on a guy that we absolutely love, and he's got a great new show. That's right, that's Mr. Terry Shafford. He's a U.S. Green Beret medic, sniper, and close
2: combat specialist. I'm saluting. (laughs) And that means he can kill you a hundred ways with a toothbrush. He can
9: smell your fear. Mr.
2: Terry, welcome to the show, buddy.
9: (laughs) By the way... Those accolades aren't true, but I'll let you believe them if I can get what I want. So, Okay. All right, so, good to talk to you guys again, man. Yeah, yeah, Hollywood
2: Weapons debuted this past Monday, April 3rd. It's 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Every Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, on Outdoor Channel. First episode, Criminal Minds. You kind of debunk some things. This
9: is an incredible show, man. Well, it's a lot of fun. It, you know, the thing is, too. You know, I get to play these characters in these scenes, and then, and then we break out. We eventually do the test. And you also see how the special effects guys do it behind the scenes. But then I've got to actually make the shot with that gun under those conditions. And sometimes it works amazingly well, and sometimes uh, Shepard doesn't uh, do as well as he wanted to. It is what it is. We don't fake it.
6: <laughs> the Shepard. Yeah, well, you know, in the very first episode, you know, just a couple of nights ago, uh, run us through exactly what happened, and, uh, and what did you find out?
9: Yeah, so so there's a scene where the bad guy is, is driving a girl in a car, and he runs off a bridge, mm-hmm. and the car starts sinking. So, yeah. you know, she's trying to get out, and uh, the, all of a sudden the dude wakes up, and he's going to kill her with a knife. And all of a sudden, uh, Thomas Gibson's character comes across the hood with his gun underwater, shoots through the windshield, <laughs> and then double taps the guy. And it looks, <laughs> it looks pretty bad. It looks bad at the film. So, yeah. of course... Can you really do that can you, you know do it I mean, yeah we, we uh you know we I talked with Joe, we interviewed him, I interviewed Thomas Gibson, he was very nice, and they're like, yeah, well, I don't know, we'll see so that's what we did, and the way we did it was we used the service gun that Gibson had, and um but the problem was the round, obviously guns are not designed to propel a projectile through water, so the yeah. round as soon as it leaves the, the the barrel, it starts slowing down, so we did it the exact distance in the show, and the and the round just tapped the windshield and fell down so did it really yeah so we did so but of course you know we wanted to make it go to 11 so <laughs> we then tried the, uh, then we tr- then we tried We try to 357 and then we and then we went up to the uh the 454 casul oh wow yeah which is a bear killer gun yeah and uh the 357 didn't really quite do it either it, it punched it but it didn't break through but the 454 Went through it like butter. And, Did it? Uh, yeah, so, but I also paid for it because remember, I was underwater.
2: That's what I was wondering the pressure. In
9: yeah. an enclosed tank, you know, I'm a scuba instructor, I've done a lot of dive stuff. I yeah. knew that I was going to eat that because it's, we're in a, an enclosed tank and water transfers energy uh, very, very effectively because it's elastic and all that. So I knew I was going to take a thump, you know, and so I had my mouth open underwater, but still it was just that, that round was so powerful and, and the gun just crushed me. So it was, it was fun. It all was
10: a the, lot of fun. All the
9: service weapons have to be 454 casules. Uh as I so Hollywood <laughs> yeah, by the way, that, that would that, be amazing. That, that, that's so funny. And immediately after that all all the police departments said we, we need that gun. Yeah. <laughs>
6: yeah. Well actually in Harley Davis and the Marlboro man he says nobody starts with a 454 Casul. <laughs> Well, all right, so Hollywood Hollywood Weapons, make sure
2: you watch it 9 p.m. Eastern Time every Monday night on Outdoor Channel. I mean, this is kind of cool because, yeah, this is a scientific and educational show that basically questions the legitimacy of television and movies. And and, and so that's one thing I've always had an issue with is whether it's a video game or a movie, we step outside of the realms of reality. And when that happens, Bad shit happens, right?
6: Terry Shepherd's yeah. there. And so,
2: I mean, I like how you're showing people that in these circumstances, the human body, man, it can't yeah. fall off a right. building. And you the don't gun count the on gun. it. Yeah, the
9: gun's the gun. It's gonna, the gun. The gun gonna do what it's gonna do. And uh, you know, in the distance and and, and the conditions that we recreate if it was a real world thing, obviously they influenced the heck out of it, but yeah. you know, I'm an army guy and yeah. I've been in for, I just, I just, I just retired actually in October. From, oh, did you raise? Yeah. So Holy I got like 24 something years in, and you know, I watch movies and I sit there and I go, ah, oh, come on, dude, no. But I don't. It doesn't. <laughs> if it's not over the top or gratuitous, yeah. Then it, and it advances the story. It it actually is okay. So
2: Hollywood Weapons, make sure you watch it Mondays, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Fabulous show. Uh this week's episode, Jaws. Now, Mr. Terry, to find out more about you, once again, talk with uh, Terry Shepard to find out more about you. Hollywood Weapons. Let's say we have a movie in mind we want to recommend.
9: Where yes. do we have to head to online? Here's what here's what you Jamokes, do. So, <laughs> what, what you want to do is go to outdoorchannel.com, you know, and then slash Hollywood Weapons, and they they give you a place where you can actually request, you know, you can kind of reach out to us and say, hey, what about this team? I'm on Twitter quite a bit at, at Terry Shaffer, and definitely go to Outdoor Channel dot uh, com uh, hollywood slash hollywood weapons and there's they have, they have a lot of cool content there I'm trying to get them to I think they're going to do it I want to put some outtakes and some other things oh yeah Don't get, yeah because you know we, we we put a lot of time into this and the show is you know 22 minute long show for a half hour there's a lot of gold where you see me act like an idiot or something else funny happens and uh, it's worth seeing so, so definitely go to the website hit me up at twitter and uh, I'll get my Facebook going But uh, yeah, I think people are going to really like it I hope they do
6: You bet Hey, that was Terry Shepard. Chrissy has a program called Hollywood Weapons uh, You gotta watch it It's a great series coming up through May 15th That's right,
2: on Outdoor Channel Mondays, 9 p.m. Eastern Time Gotta get to a break Big shout out, though, to Outdoor Channel Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network And My Outdoor TV Mr. Terry Shepard. you are so awesome God bless you, we love you, buddy Thanks, guys Anytime, we'll come back on in a few weeks We'll
1: talk about how things went that's how you call into the show. And online at Jim and Stick around. The Revolution with Jim and Trev. We'll, we'll return right after these short
5: messages. Three, two, one, lines in. Let's get it going. It's the Bass Pro Shop Challenge Select. The butterflies are definitely going. You never know
1: what's going to happen.
5: New water, same challenge. Being on the top and then being all the way at the bottom, that's part of this business. This event lives up to its name. It's going to be one of them deals. Who can keep it going? There's going to be some heartbreaking fish losses. That's fishing, man. That's what makes it fun. Major League Fishing's GEICO Selects, Saturdays at 2 Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Introducing a pickup truck so tough, so rugged, you become a real man just by sitting in it. So get ready to outwork and outlast any other pickup on the planet. Sound familiar? Pickup truck ads will do anything to make their trucks sound invincible. But let's get real. No truck lasts forever. The more miles, the more repairs. It's just common sense. Yet most truck warranties offer bumper-to-bumper coverage for just three years, 36,000 miles. (laughs) That isn't much of a long haul for most truckers. So when you hear claims like, all-time toughest truck in the world, you know it doesn't mean much unless they can back it up. That's why we built the 2017 Nissan Titan to work hard and backed it with America's best truck warranty. Five years, 100,000 miles, bumper to bumper. Now that's a hardcore truck warranty. Take on tough jobs with the 2017 Nissan Titan family of trucks. Limited warranty details available at your local Nissan dealer. Certain exclusions apply. Call 1-800-249-7225
10: for comparison details. Right now, watch thousands of the best outdoor TV shows with My Outdoor TV. This should be good. The new app from Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network.
5: That's what we've been looking for
10: stream or download from the largest library of hunting, fishing, and shooting sports content you can't get anywhere else.
7: If y'all want more? I'm going to give you more. Get some!
10: Thousands of episodes, all at your fingertips. Sign up with promo code radio at myoutdoortv.com Goodbye, I gotta go. Show's over. We're going home. When is it going to
1: Well, that concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. You can always follow the boys at jimandtrav.com Hey,
6: what a great show this week you know, we talked conservation through the whole show, and man, the more we talked, the more I liked it. Actually, we didn't talk through the whole
2: show, because uh, we did talk to Terry Shafford, Hollywood Weapons. That's right. Kinda changed. He <laughs> <You> forgot already. <laughs> yes, <laughs> anyways, did. big shout out though to Mr. Terry Shafford. Also Ivan Carter, that was an awesome uh, doubleheader with him. Also Officer Bill Webster, Mrs.
6: Bunny, this was a really fun and informational show. Yeah. Hey, and we would like to thank our five hundred and fifteen affiliate stations, our advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible. Like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, our producer Mark Paneri, and. Right. The sound guy. That's right, Mrs. Bunny. Did
2: you have fun today? I had a lot of fun, guys. A blast. Anyways, get outdoors this weekend. Take some kids with you, and this is really a perfect time uh to get outdoors. And if you haven't already, start teaching your kids and maybe their friends a little uh shooting safety. You know, get yeah, them out. A little take, gun safety. Take them to the range, even if they already know it. A little brush, of course, because they're gonna, Refresher. There's gonna start they're gonna start having a whole bunch of uh, hunter safety. Absolutely.
6: That's right, and turkey season's right around the corner. In some places, it's already started. Mr. Bunny, last word.
4: See you later, guys. Jimbo.
6: Goodbye. Goodbye. Peace out. We love you. God
2: bless. America rules.